0: Hello everyone and thank you for joining us for our Dimensions of Wellness podcast series where we talk about the eight dimensions of wellness and how they can help lead to a balanced and empowered lifestyle. This is your host Marla DeLal and I'm a nephrology medical science liaison here at Otsuka Pharmaceuticals. In today's episode we will be delving into the second dimension of wellness, spiritual wellness and our featured guest for this important conversation is none other than steve winfrey steve is a patient advocate kidney transplant recipient and author he had kidney disease for 13 years before starting dialysis and his story is incredibly inspirational his life changed when he received a kidney transplant from his wife in september of 2017 him and his wife were approached by a publishing company and signed a book deal A few months ago, they signed a movie deal to share their beautiful story. Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. It is an honor to have you.
1: Thank you so much, Marla, uh, for that wonderful introduction. I can't tell you how excited I am about uh, this particular episode, and I feel very grateful that you all are giving me an opportunity to talk about what we're going to be talking about.
0: Thank you, Steve. We are really excited to have you. And I know I gave a brief introduction, but I'd really, really love for you to give your full story for us.
1: Sure. So I was diagnosed with kidney failure when I was 18 years old. Um, I was in my freshman year of college and I was playing college basketball and we had our preseason physical. And during the preseason physical, it was your standard test. And I would made it to the very last station, which was the blood pressure check. You know, like I said, easy test. You put the blood pressure cuff on, they listen to it, and you go on your way. Well, it didn't really play out that way for me that day. Uh, they ended up taking my blood pressure about five or six times because each time it was reading 200-something over 140, which for an 18-year-old is so dangerously high, and I was, you know, 6'2", 175-pound athlete, so it didn't make much sense. So what they did was they sent me to a doctor, and my family doctor did some blood work, and a few days later, I get a phone call. And the doctor says, hey, we've noticed some of your levels are off with your kidney, so we're going to send you to a kidney doctor. And at that point, I really didn't know what that meant. I didn't understand what the kidneys did. I didn't know the significance of what they had just said. All I knew was I was a freshman in college, I was away from home, and I wanted to keep having fun, playing basketball and going to school. Well, the day came where I went and saw the kidney doctor, a nephrologist, and he cut to the chase pretty quickly. He came into the room and he said, based on your blood results, I'm sorry to say it looks like you have chronic kidney failure. And at the time, I had about 40% kidney function, and that was such a a whirlwind of thoughts emotions that was going through my head a lot of it not fully understanding exactly what had just been said to me because some of my first thoughts were well okay well what can I do to fix that and can I get back to school can I get back to practice can I continue with my life and I found out very quickly that what was going on was quite serious as the doctor recommended I not be able to play college basketball so in a matter of moments My dream of playing college basketball was over. Um, There was just too much of a risk with high blood pressure for it to be safe for me to play. Well, as the years go on, uh, my kidney function uh, is gradually getting worse. And I started noticing a major symptom with the type of kidney disease I have. I didn't know what I had at the time, but I'll go ahead and tell you now. Um, I have a genetic mutation. It's a genetic disorder, and it's called medullary cystic kidney disease type 2. And it's typically diagnosed when you're a teen, which I was, and one of the side effects from that is you get gouty arthritis as a teenager. So as a teenager, my feet were swelling up, my big toes were swelling up, and they were just excruciatingly painful. But given my circumstance, they thought I was just getting infected toes, maybe from hiking, um, still working out at the gym, you know, being in college and things like that. Uh, They did not think that it was gout. They didn't even think of gout because, again, you're looking at a 19-year-old who's 6'2", 175 pounds. It wasn't until years later that uh, my foot swelled up to the size of a football, and I was at an urgent care. And I told the doctor, I said, oh, by the way, um, did I fail to mention that I have kidney failure? And when I said that, he just kind of gave me this look like, why didn't you tell me that when you first walked in? He goes, have you ever heard of gout? And I said, no. And so he checked for gout. And sure enough, that's exactly what I had. I was getting really severe gout attacks. And as my kidney function decreased, the gout attacks increased. I was an overproducer of uric acid, which is part of one of the symptoms of having this particular genetic disorder. So my quality of life throughout my 20s was really bad. Um, I was constantly in pain. Um, I didn't want to get up. It started affecting my mental state. And it was life was quite miserable for most of my 20s and my early 30s because as my disease progressed, the gout got worse other symptoms started getting worse. Like the blood pressure was getting even higher. Um, I was being in the, I was put in the hospital quite a bit. And so what I decided to do was I realized I couldn't have a job that was on my feet. And at the time, most of the jobs I had worked that was on my feet. So I went back to school. And the reason this is an important detail in my story was I went back to get my master's degree. And while I was there, I met a very, very special young lady. Um, The moment I saw her, like, I just, it was love at first sight. And I just was in awe of how beautiful this lady was. And I ended up asking her out on a date. She said yes. And even though I told her all about my kidney failure, about how I was going to need a transplant one day, how I would need dialysis, it did not scare her off. And She actually asked a lot of questions, and we ended up getting closer because of that. And I'm really glad we did because we ended up getting married um, in 2012, and she is my wife to this day. And aside from the obvious reasons of why that's so special and a huge part of my life, um, as I began dialysis when I was 30, 31, she was there by my side the entire time and she was the only person in my life that was constantly at the hospital with me at every appointment. Um, She was there for me at every dialysis appointment, and she was just the most phenomenal caretaker. She definitely was a blessing from God, and we had met for a reason. She was just that special. I didn't realize how special she was until 2017 after I'd been on dialysis for about 15 months. Um, She sits me down on our front porch swing, I'd been on dialysis for, like I said, about 15 months. And at that point, my quality of life was nothing. Um, I was in pain every day. Uh, Depression had set in in a major way. I had anxiety. I hated dialysis. I wasn't able to work. Um, So I was in really, really bad shape. And at that point, I had basically said to God, you've clearly forgotten about me. You don't care about me. You've made my entire life nothing but being the sick guy. Just, I'm, I'm ready to leave this place. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. And when I said that, um, it was a couple of days later that my wife sat me on my front porch swing. And she used a custom baseball card to tell me that she had actually found out she was a match to donate her kidney. And the odds of that happening were 1 in 165,000. And needless to say, I bawled my eyes out when she told me she was a match, I was crying, she was crying, and it was the most special moment of my life. Um, The tears that I had were from all the pain, the hurt, the anxiety, the depression, but it was also happy tears, excited tears, because of all the people in this world to save my life, it was the woman that I married. It was that special lady that I saw while in grad school. We had met for a reason. She was my soulmate, and I fully believe she's my guardian angel. And she got the moment on camera and she decided to put it on her Facebook because we had friends from church who were praying for us and she wanted them to see what the result was of their prayers and that she was a match. Well, the next day uh, we get a phone call from Good Morning America and I had no idea why. Uh, I'm talking to the producer of Good Morning America and he says, we'd love for you guys to come on the show. And I said, sure, you know, why? Why do you want us to come on the show? And he said, have you not been online? And I said, no, we haven't. He said, you need to go look online. You guys are all over the internet. Your story blew up overnight and it has gone viral. And sure enough, it had. And to this day, our story has been seen about 700 million times worldwide across all platforms. And uh, as you mentioned, we were approached by a book publisher And we signed a book deal. Our book is currently in editing, so it should be coming out in the next couple of months. And a few months ago, we did option our book for a movie. Hollywood came calling, and they wanted to turn our story into a full-length feature film. And so that's going to start happening uh, by the end of next year. But yeah, it's been a crazy ride. Um, It's been so many ups and downs. uh, Through it all, um, God knew what the outcome was going to be. It, I just lost sight of all of that throughout my story and I look forward to talking more about that with you, Marla.
0: Wow, Steve, thank you so much for sharing your beautiful and honest story. When when you mentioned, you know, the parts about meeting your wife and and everything that transpired after that, I honestly couldn't help but smile the entire time. She's definitely your guardian angel and, and really the odds of her being a match is truly amazing. Like I, I have goosebumps all over my body and you've told me this story before and this is the second time I hear it, but I still, you know, it's still so inspirational and so um, amazing. So thank you again for for sharing i'm I'm really not surprised that your story went viral <laughs> uh, and and uh, honestly, you know I, I've told other people about it and and they've seen it, and they've they've all been like, "Wow, this is such an amazing uh, story, but you know back Thank to you. your back to your journey, you know i I know it has been very overwhelming for you, and especially to hear that you have kidney failure at such a young age and for you to continue to experience all these difficult symptoms throughout the years. And, and you touched upon, you know, this affecting your mental health and you having, you know, a spiritual journey throughout all of this. Can, can you actually share with us the role that spiritual wellness has played in your journey?
1: Absolutely. Um, I'll start by saying that as a kid, uh, you know, I grew up going to church. I was baptized when I was about eight years old. Um, church was a big part of my life growing up. And what ended up happening is what you find happening to a lot a lot of kids who end up going off to school, go to college, move out of their house. They ended up having a disconnect with that spirituality while they're going through school. And that's no different for myself. Um, I hadn't been to church for a while once I left high school and I was in college. And so at the beginning of my journey and through, I would say, the first two-thirds of my journey— Um, spirituality wasn't a big part of that. Um, it wasn't something that I thought a whole lot about, admittedly. Um, it wasn't until my symptoms started getting worse. It wasn't until I started getting more sick that, well, let's be honest. When I started getting more scared, that's when I started looking at my spirituality a little bit more, but it wasn't in a positive way. Um, I was very angry. I was very angry with God. Um, I I was asking questions like, why me? Why are you doing this to me? Did you not have better plans for me? If these are your plans for me, then go ahead and take me. I don't want to be here. This isn't the kind of life that anyone should be living. Um, I'm tired of just being known as the sick person. And so a lot of my you know conversations with God were very direct and angry and accusatory. And it wasn't until... Gosh, I guess right after um, I had started dialysis, when I finally hit a breaking point and I was talking to my pastor and he said one thing to me that completely changed how I view spirituality in my own journey. And he says to me, he said, Steve, I want you to go home and I want you to think about what I'm about to tell you. Um, He said, I want you to go home and think about asking the right questions. He said, you've told me everything that you've prayed about. You've told me everything you've said to God, all the questions you've asked. And I'm saying for you to go home, think about what you're asking him and think about what you should be asking. And so I go home and I'm thinking about that. And then it's like a light bulb goes off, which completely changed everything for me. You know, having the wife that I did as well, spirituality is very, very much a part of who she is. Um, And she played a huge role in spirituality coming back into my life. Especially once we met and got engaged, we started going to church together and things like that. So um, I do want to say that she was a big part of that as well. But it was that conversation with my pastor that really got me thinking about spirituality in a healthier way. And I wasn't as negative after that.
0: Thanks, Steve, for sharing. I mean, sometimes it does take being in a very difficult place to start really realizing how many blessings we have around us. I mean, unfortunately right. for you, it's been a long, long journey, but I'm glad you've gotten to the point where you have, you know, spirituality that is very important for you and a beautiful and, and very supportive wife. Um, how has your spiritual journey given you meaning and purpose?
1: I I love this question. <laughs> I've, I've thought about this question quite a bit and it completely changed everything for me. I'm going to pick up right after I had that conversation with my pastor. And so I'm at home and I'm thinking about what is the right question? What am I asking that's wrong? And all of a sudden, one day it just hit me. And what I realized was, wait a minute, God isn't doing this to me. Um, God isn't making me sick. God isn't purposely making my life miserable. If anything, he's, he's right there with me. He's sitting in that dialysis chair with me. He's crying with me. He's sad with me. He's not doing this to me. What's happening is life. Um, It just happens to be the cards I've been dealt. And so the important part about my spirituality is how do I react to the cards I've been dealt? And that's where faith comes in. That's the meaning of faith. And so I started asking questions like, what am I supposed to do with the cards I've been dealt? What good can I bring to the world because of the cards I've been dealt? What is it you need from me, God, because of the cards I've been dealt? And when I started asking those questions, it allowed me to have a completely different mindset because I genuinely felt no purpose. I felt I had no value. I felt I was quite literally nothing in this world through all of my twenties and the beginning of my thirties, especially when I was on dialysis and this Change in mindset of spirituality completely swung that in the opposite direction because I realized, hey, use what you're going through, use the worst thing that you're going through as a way to help other people, use your story to educate others who may not know. Um, And so, how I look at it is if you can take the worst thing that's happening to you and you can find a way to use that to help other people who are going through the same thing. You've answered that question, why me, that so many people ask themselves while they're laying in bed at night or they're in dialysis thinking about how miserable it is. Um, When that question, why me, pops into your head, well, now you have an answer to that. Well, you have this and you have a purpose behind why you have it. And that's to help other people. It's to share your journey. It's to help bring hope and enlightenment to those who were just like you before you talked to your pastor. Maybe by sharing your story and by being vulnerable and being open, you yourself can help at least one person make that shift change and go from being negative to positive, the same way my pastor did for me. And so that being the case, it completely changed me. It changed my level of spirituality. I became so much more involved in church. I became so much more involved. In my relationship with God, everything changed because I finally was understanding that God wasn't doing this to me. In a way, He was helping me get through this and doing things for me. He wanted me to use what I was going through for the betterment of others. And that's a really hard thing to do, Um, especially when you're as young as I was and on dialysis and, and sick. It's hard to sit there and say to yourself, wow, this really, really stinks. This is horrible. But let me think really hard. There's good from this. There's a silver lining. There's got to be good from this. That's a hard place to get mentally. And it took that conversation for me with my pastor to get me there. And who knows, maybe somebody who's listening to this, they can have that same type of epiphany and realize, you know what? Maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I need to start thinking, okay, why is this happening to me in regards to what I can do to better other people, to better the situation. Because when you're going through something as miserable as kidney failure, finding purpose in that can be life or death. Like it can mean the difference because people who have hope have purpose. People who have um, this idea that life can still go on is driven by purpose. And that's what kidney disease does. It sucks your purpose away. And that's what dialysis definitely does. So refilling your soul with purpose uh, that's what spirituality did for me, and that's what I hope I can do for other people.
0: Absolutely, Steve. I love that answer. I love how faith has changed your outlook on life and and on your kidney disease. We we all have a purpose in this world, and your story is a prime example of how good can absolutely come out of a difficult situation. It's it's very inspirational. What what other you know spiritual wellness advice do you have for patients suffering from kidney disease?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And that, and I touched on it a little bit um, in my answer that I just gave a lot of it, you know, it boils down to, you know, if I'm talking to somebody in dialysis, the first thing I want to say to someone is find purpose in your pain. The best way to find purpose in your pain is to open yourself up with your spirituality, you know, praying Doing what you can to try to find those answers, asking God, talking to God and being vulnerable, saying, look, I need you. I can't get through this without you. And that's something that I never did. It wasn't until much later that I finally fell to my knees and said, I need you. I can't do this by myself. Um, So I would highly recommend people realize and allow themselves to be okay with needing help and saying, look, I'm trying this by myself. I'm trying to get through this on my own, but I can't. I need you. I need your help. And God listens. God loves us. He loves us unconditionally. He's not there to hurt us. He's there to help us and be there. It's just you have to reach out. You have to be willing to say, I need you. And that to me is a powerful first step for anybody who's going through kidney failure and and dialysis.
0: Thank you, Steve. That is great advice for anyone suffering through any hardship, actually. Find purpose in your pain and be vulnerable. Thank you so much for that. And with that, we do have to come to an end with regards to our podcast. These were great insights. Thank you again, Steve, for giving us your time and speaking on this very important topic. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. We really hope you enjoyed and you learned something new during our second episode of this series. These podcasts are also available on Apple, Google, and Spotify. So be sure to like and subscribe to the Nephew podcast channel on whichever platform you use. And with that, thank you all again. And we look forward to seeing you on the next edition of our Dimensions of Wellness podcast.